I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in Las Vegas from the Circuit Resort and Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. In this hour, uh, we're going to bump up in-pocket plays, our bets for the weekend. That's 15 minutes from now because of the guest situation in the remaining two hours of the program. Paul Charchian to break down player props in 30 minutes. If you've never heard Charch on the show before, he is excellent. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. He has a very strong take on one of the running backs in uh, one of the two games, and several other props to get to. Later on, we have Adam Chernoff and uh, Derek Stevens, owner of this casino and uh, Detroit Lions fan. That's going to be to close up shop. Um, so the Ravens, again, are three and a half, uh, fours, and the Niners now are up to seven, either minus 120 or up to seven and a half in the two title games. Uh, I will say this about first touchdown score props. Good write-ups by producer Stephanie here at VSIN at vsin.com. She points out that Isaiah Likely, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill have combined for nine of their first-team touchdowns on the year. The Ravens have scored the first touchdown in 83% of their games this year compared to opposing teams. Been great in the first quarter. And as she writes, you probably don't want a piece of Travis Kelsey. He has not scored the first touchdown in any game for the Chiefs this year. In the late game... The Niners have scored the first touchdown in 77.8% of their games. McCaffrey's going to be the shortest shot on the board, but there's a reason why he has scored their first touchdown seven times this year, tied for the most in the league, and more than twice as many as any other 49er. Now the Lions are going to get the ball first. Shanahan defers. And I imagine Campbell's going to take it if they win it. And I like no score first five minutes also in this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, that's another thing to factor in when you're looking at these games in, in uh, the late game. No score first five. Yep. Uh, do you want to consider expanding that a little bit to six, seven, or five is the wheelhouse? Yeah. 
I'm good with the five. You'll be you'll be shocked how many times it's in that sweet spot. Though. Oh no, yeah, yeah. You that saw it five and a half, six. I think I think like expanding it more with Green Bay last week made sense because they're so methodical on that first drive down the field. That's who they are. That's what they do. And then they had to settle for the field goal right away. Now, wouldn't it be something if Andrews has a big game? He comes back and it makes an immediate impact. Do you think he has? Is he going to be a bigger factor than Isaiah Likely? Don't know. Unlikely. But still, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a touchdown or well played. He gets he, he has a couple I, I, couple big plays. But you see what I'm saying though about this team and how they've drafted over the years. Think about this: Isaiah Likely could be an absolute star in like 25 other spots across the league, and he's their backup tight end because they already have a top three or four tight end in the league. Yep. Dobbins hurt immediately before the season starts. Oh, it's going to be Gus Edwards, and what are we going to do about that? Well, Keaton Mitchell, late pick in the draft, was fantastic until he got hurt. Now it's Justice Hill time, Mm -hmm. along with Edwards. Their receivers are awesome in Baltimore. The other thing I like, too, is the 49ers had the scare. They won, but they didn't play well. There's a lot of things they could clean up and fix, and they know talking uh, as a team that they know they have to do this now. I mean, you keep getting in this spot you got to win a Super Bowl. And you got to get there now, too, after what's happened the last couple years. Okay, you brought this up earlier with the turnovers. The Chiefs averaged 1.6 turnovers per game on the year. Lions 1.2, Baltimore 1.1, Niners exactly one turnover per game. Going back to 2003, teams that turned the ball over fewer times in the conference championship games are 31-4 and ATS. The Bucks did it with Tom Brady. They're the... One team in recent years, he threw three INTs that day against Green Bay, and they still won the game. Mm. Imagine that. Green Bay gave a game away a yeah. hundred different times. <laughs> yeah. What quarterback b- b- would blow it in the late game? Purdy or Goff? And I got it just based on, been... based on the opposing defenses, I got to say Goff. He's 165 to throw an interception. It's too high. That's a big number. He's been locked in. Yeah. I want the plus money there on the no. Don't you think, though, that he would be the guy of all the four quarterbacks to make a mistake just based on matchups? He can make a mistake, but the, the quarterback that's going to implode would be Purdy, though. It's not going to be Mahomes. It's not going to be Lamar. Goff could throw a, a horrible interception, but he's still going to come out and just keep throwing it and uh, have a ton of confidence and belief in himself. The one is I'd be concerned because if Purdy's erratic early, I'm not even saying turnover, but if he's throwing it all over the yard like he was last week, that's when, again, you might see Mr. Conservative. He just starts to, to gr- use the r- running game and what he did, how he used to treat Garoppolo. I'm just unsure if Purdy is capable of having that bad of a game against this defense. Well, he shouldn't, I know. But What is it, five straight quarterbacks have thrown for 300-plus yeah. yards against this team? Like, historically speaking, this defense is in unprecedented territory with how bad it's been. There's also nothing you can do when they use that those quick, like the bubble screen or the quick stuff on the edge. I mean, that stuff... Like, like what Samuel's so good at. Yeah. Before he got hurt, those two plays. Oh, here's 12 yards. Here's 50. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And then if you have the rushing game going, you get them out and um, get them on the move. And then there's Kittle wide open. And, and that's the other thing that, that frustrated me, though, too. Where was the where's the stuff to McCaffrey last week? Where were the screens, which is unstoppable? Mm-hmm. Where's the short stuff? And that was more on Purdy, though, too, because Green Bay was letting him check it down. And he wasn't taking it. Remember that big fourth, uh, third and ten play? When they were at the 40, it's wide open underneath. He wouldn't do it. Sure. I mean, at least, okay, it's fourth down, but it's at least a 50-yard field goal, and Moody's already hit one from there. Yeah, a couple of more nuggets on this. Again, last week, 
that was the first time Shanahan came back as the head coach of the 49ers when trailing by seven or more in the fourth quarter. They were 0-30 in that spot. What's Purdy going to be like if they're trailing again in the fourth quarter? Give him a lot of credit. He was fine against Green Bay, made, made the plays. He only has 69 total dropbacks trailing in the fourth quarter of his career. Of those dropbacks, he has completed 55% of his passes, 7.7 yards per attempt with one touchdown and four INTs. That's where he could get nervous and could press, and it might not go well for him. And does he have time? Because they have a great pass rush. They do. Hutchinson can wreck a game. Yep. And uh, these nuggets are from Warren Sharp. Another one here. Over the past five games, I I spoke to this two minutes ago, the Lions have allowed more than 300 passing yards and multiple touchdown passes in all of them. No team in league history has allowed a streak like this. All five of those passers have averaged at least 8.5 yards per pass attempt. So that's why, to me, if this guy, you've asked this question all week long, if Purdy is not good against the defense and he's the reason why they lose and he turns it over multiple times, then I think you have a question on your hands going into the next, next season. It's set up. It's on a silver platter for you right now. Yep. Show up. Be great. Get, it in, get the ball into the hands of your playmakers and just don't make any stupid passes. 29 points per game. They are the 21st team since 1980 to be favored in every game. They've also failed. Look, was it six in a row? They're on an 0-6 ATS run at home? Yeah. Uh, but maybe we're giving the defense too hard of a time because the 13 of the 18 games have held the opponent to 21 points or fewer. Um, and that, that is interesting, though, what Ben Raven said, that his score is 24-10. Maybe the Lions score 10 or 13 points, uh, which surprised me. But they could also frustrate Goff and dial up the pressure, and it's it looks completely different than it did last week against Green Bay. Yeah. In the fourth quarter last week, Against Tampa, Goff 11 at 12, 131 yards, 11 yards per attempt and a touchdown. He was awesome when it mattered most. They put together some long drives, by the way, when they had to like try and put that game away, and they did. I thought they were f- absolutely fantastic in the second half. Okay, so we talked about Andrews. Well, how about is there a place in this game for Ertz? Can Ertz get in there and do something? Oh. No? Still nice to have that weapon, too. Not so sure. He could make a big play. Nice guy to have out there as well. So I got Laporta, I got Ertz, I got St. Brown, I, I trust Reynolds. Well, they have the weapons. Yeah, but it comes down to, is he in third and long all game? Do they have success on the ground? And is Ben Johnson going to stick with it? I thought both coordinators did a bad job in that game last week, especially Canales. I mean, you're having success with White. And then even that play, I mean, even that play at midfield, it's third and one. He's passing with Goff, sacked, half the punt. I mean, a lot of silly stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's an angle here to play passing attempts over with Purdy because, again, it's so difficult to run on this Detroit front. If McCaffrey can't get it going and it's so easy to throw on, that's the bread and butter all day long. He's got to throw it. I think he can find 29 and a half with the passing attempts. All right. Like that, to me, is uh, definitely in play. How about the special teams? We're fine. We're fine with both kickers in the AFC. How about here? I'm not fine. Money, yeah, I don't even know if money bet. That, that, now, there's a prop at uh, DraftKings. Will every team kick a field goal? That's even money. But that's how does Campbell treat this and, and your confidence in money badger, which we talked about it because we brought it up because both said the game was over, and he, he just gave it to him. Like, why didn't you call the timeout? 49-yard field goal, he would have been a down 11. Well, the guy's like 5 of 13 career from 50-plus. Sure. And then Moody, between his issues, extra points, 
field goals. He made one from 52, but you had the block and, and San Francisco's special team stunk last week. Well, this is certainly one of the weaknesses that you can look at on this 49ers team, right? They are the worst special teams remaining in the playoffs of the four teams here. They have the worst. And it's not just in the kicking game. It's well, don't like even mess around because you have a big other leg. categories. Yeah. Just kick it right through the end zone. Don't get cute here. I would not either. Anybody. I don't want to see any kickoff returns. You shouldn't. No. No. But if it's going to come back and haunt one of these teams, it's going to be right. that team. Well, and I, it should have last week. Sure. Well, but guess what? But Baltimore is unbelievable every year. Punt return. Yep. And again, the, the, the punter's got to make the tackle there. That's Are you an athlete or not? Come on, bring him down. Well, you're asking but a punter, though. To he's, make he's, got him, he's, he's on the guy. I mean, he's hanging on him. He's got to bring Sims down. But that that was a surprise of last week, too, that they've been so good. And Har- that's Harbaugh's background. But other than that, there was total domination. And then you also have the uh, Kansas City angle, 18-1 and of the under fourth quarter, 17-2 and two under second half. And Glenn Clark gave out Ravens. Third quarter. Third quarter. They don't give up anything this year in the third quarter. McDonald's been great with the halftime adjustments. I would actually be more concerned for Purdy and the 49ers if it was raining this weekend. Small sample size. Does not have a good track record here. But it looks like it's going to be a really nice day in Santa Clara. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What we're betting this weekend. In-pocket plays are coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play he knows the quarterback was on coke if his girlfriend was not these games are a burial a blowout a human lock you can bet your children's unborn children's children on these games i was so good that whenever i bet i could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country Eclectic mix here. Two-point attempt in the Kansas City game. Yes, plus three, 135. Each team to have a touchdown and a field goal in both games. It's 195 in the AFC title game, 185 in the NFC title game. 
At DraftKings, you can parlay. Will every team kick a have a 33-yard field goal or longer? That's four to one. You can bet at DraftKings even money. Will every team kick a field goal? That's available also. I want longest touchdown under 37 and a half yards in the AFC title game. It's also supposed to rain in that game. Uh, going back to the well, League One tomorrow. Peterborough United. They played Lincoln City. 19 of the last 21 matches have gone over two and a half. We're going with that again. Will Goff throw an interception? No. Plus 125. Will Mahomes throw an interception? No. Minus 105. Good luck, everyone. And enjoy the games. Because after Sunday, we have one left. Yep. And then we'll talk to you for August. Not till August. All right, some pending plays here. Ravens bet them earlier in the week. Minus three and a half against the Chiefs. Uh, some of the golf today. Straka is already a loser. He missed the cut. Top oh, 20 did bets. He? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Did Morikawa too? Does I have that right? Oh, I didn't look. I don't think he did, but he may have. I don't know. I have. I, I was because I, no I look comment. up. He, okay, let me look because I. Uh, the other ones I have uh, pending: Figala and uh, English top twenty. They guys, come on, let's have a day today. Uh, we'll call Friday moving day because this is the third day of the tournament. Let's put together some seven and eight unders to get close to the top twenty. And Hosler is lingering around. He's got that alligator blood top twenty at plus two forty. Uh, other plays that I have for the weekend: Paul Charchin will have. Hey, Paul. An exceptional breakdown on Justice Hill over receiving yards. And I bet it 11 and a half. It's now 12 and a half. I bet it again. That's where it's at right now. You can find 12 and a half minus 110. Charge is coming up in about 10 minutes. Wait until you hear the breakdown on Justice Hill with the receiving yards. Morikawa missed the cut. He did. Day one, I think he was the leader. He was right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, we'll do a smaller play on this. We'll call it uh, 0.2 units on Jameer Gibbs. Most rushing yards, 11 to 1 this week. And I think there's a path for him to get it. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's, I do have a couple of questions about it. Obviously, the timeshare with Montgomery and whether or not they're going to ru- run the ball enough. But I think that you can get to this 49ers defense on the ground. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Everything we're on right there. Follow the money. We'll give you 10% off an annual subscription. Use the code FTM. Code FTM. The great Frank B. checking in. Lions won the toss nine times, including the postseason. They deferred the first five times they won the toss. The last four times they've won, they've taken the ball. So Frank B. is going to be in studio uh, with the props, by the way, uh, very soon. So, yeah, Lions are going to get the ball. Excuse me. Lions are going to get the ball. And I love no score first five minutes. And that came in. Let me throw some other ones at you. Lamar to have 100 yards rushing plus 455. Mahomes to throw for 300 yards plus 350. Lamar's 7 to 1 to do that. Gibbs 70 yards is 3 to 1. Kelsey two touchdowns 7 to 1. Will any Raven have 100 yards receiving plus 325? Yeah. I don't think he throws it enough. Nope. It's better around too much too. Mahomes 300 yards and a win 10 to 1. Two touchdowns and a win plus 325. Kelsey, 100 yards, a touchdown, and a win, 12-1. to 1. Lamar, 300 yards passing and a win, 12-1. to 1. 80 yards rushing, and they win, plus 440. Came in last week. He can't get 80 yards? Sure he can. Absolutely. I, mean, I would say he's, yeah, I think he's going to have a big game on the ground. And the big one, you know, Gibbs, 3-1 uh, to one just to get 70 yards. But Gibbs, 70 yards, a touchdown, and the Lions win, 15-1. to one. Ayuk and Debo score 
and the Niners win five to one. That's not enough. Debo, a hundred yards, a touchdown, and they win fourteen to one. Debo, a hundred yards, a touchdown, and they win fourteen to one. Right here. No, that could happen. That could happen if he, you know, obviously doesn't leave in the first quarter because of another injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is, uh, you know, we we brought this up earlier in the week. Dan Campbell. I mean, just if they win this game, forget about any other player on this team right now. Uh, on the roster, Campbell is the head coach. He'll never have to buy another meal ever again, it, it, as long as he lives there. Doesn't have to already. But probably at this point, right? Into the drought. He's going to go down as a legend. If they win this, build the statues already. There are several reasons why people in that state love him. But when you hear a soundbite like this talking about what it would mean to the city, then you kind of get the whole thing. Okay. Well, we'll try to get it for you. We have the video. Uh, not the audio at this point. When we get the audio, we will play that for you. Um, imagine the reaction, yeah, if they win. Sure. It's going to be massive. So how many, what what entices you about those bets you just ran down? You want to take a flyer in my homes, throwing for 300 yards? It's a better way to hedge if you have futures on Baltimore. That way. I mean, are the Chiefs going to win the game and Mahomes struggles? I mean, I can't see that. What, is it going to be 17-14? I mean, it would really have to be raining sideways. Be a quagmire. For that to happen. Well, I mean, the idea of getting a Pacheco having a good game here does exist. Okay, I don't think that happens, though. Um, I like, I would say Debo to go off. He has a big game. Um, Purdy is 2-1 to to throw. Is he 2-1 to to throw three touchdowns? I need more than that. Mahomes is plus 320 to throw three touchdowns. How many sacks... Will the Ravens get in this game? He has not been sacked. Mahomes now, speaking of him, yeah. has not been sacked in three consecutive playoff games. And with, we talked about that. Tony, though, that's big. The, yeah, the injury, if he can't go in this game, he was awesome last week against, uh, you know, controlling that Buffalo Bills front. Ed Oliver, by the way, had like an awesome season for the Bills, zero pressures last week. Mm. Will he have a 25 yard carry and a touchdown, 11 to 1? Any interest there? That's that's Mahomes. He's always, he always has one long one. He, it seems like that. The more important the game, the longer the run, the way it seems with Mahomes. Well, you have 50 yards rushing and a touchdown, 10 to 1. No, 50 is too high of a number. Okay. Does Kelsey have a game here? I just... With the no, way that uh, no, that's all. That's just bad Buffalo last week, and it was bad Miami. And in terms of also, we don't have a, enough bodies. We have too many injuries. Yeah. Now look at who Baltimore no. can throw at him defensively. Mm-hmm. It's they have too many. They have the playmakers there, the defensive stoppers. Kyle Hamilton is awesome. I go back to how well this team has drafted over the years. It's it, every time they make a first round pick, I'm like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's a Baltimore player, right? You know, Har Humphrey looks good, like he's going to go. They can throw linebackers at the guy. And you nailed it too. The red zone issues, the drops, all the problems they have. And again, I'm, I'm trying to make the case here that the Ravens are the best team, and the Chiefs are just average. And they, and they caught Miami and Buffalo at the same time, at the right time, rather. The game you had to have at home against Cincinnati. Awful defense. Couldn't score. All field goals. Yeah. Right. You lost at home to the Raiders on Christmas. You scored 14 points. You struggled at New England and won by 10. You lost at home to Buffalo. You lost at Green Bay. But at the time, you know, it was was worse. But you scored 19 points in that game. You lost at home to Philadelphia. 
You went to Germany and got shut out in the second half by the Dolphins. You lost to the Broncos and scored nine points. This is not a good team. It's just all, oh, my God, Mahomes, he's a dog. I have to take it. Give me the Super Bowl number if the Chiefs win on Sunday and it's impressive and it's like 31-14, the offense looks great. Yeah. And the uh, the Lions are beating up on the 49ers the entire game, but the Niners come back to win like 21-20 in the fourth quarter. Oh, boy. The Niners struggle to a one-point win. Chiefs are awesome. The look-ahead number had the Niners like three-point favorites. One and a half, two, Chiefs? You think they'd be we favored? That, yeah. Under well, that scenario? I, I, I agree with people. I can't believe that the Niners are favored if, in the, if it's the Ravens the game. The Ravens game? Now, how can that be? Look how well the Ravens are playing. And look how well they've done against the top teams. And I don't that would be That scenario would be crazy. What would you make? Okay. Because then everybody's going to make the case. Everybody's going to make the case for the next week that it's Mahomes, the offense. Look at what they I just know. did to the Baltimore defense. All right, Baltimore wins by 14 points and the Lions win. Then what is it? And we saw the game. It was 38-6. Well, the look-ahead number was like... It's, I know. That's too low, too, isn't it? Three and a half? Three and a half? Yeah. What do you make? Baltimore's impressive. They, another blowout. Then what? It's not three and a half. No, it's but it's... It's also not as high as the Niners are this week, probably. Because you have to, again, you're probably going to raise up the lines a little bit. Somewhere between, oh, the Ravens have to be at least six, six and a half. Have to be. If they're impressive and they blow out the Chiefs, it's got to be close to a touchdown. Three and a half, I think, is the wrong number there. I don't think that's going to go well for the Lions in that spot. I think they have a better chance of looking good and winning this game than they would against the Ravens. Yeah. All right. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charging is going to join the show coming up next. He has a ton of props that he likes for the weekend. And again, an excellent breakdown coming up on Justice Hill and a prop that he likes for him next here on VEASAN. Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You'll love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breast and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN. 5.30 in the morning. We never eat breakfast here. Um, that steak right now, if somebody were in studio whipping it up on the grill, I could whack down at least a 12-ounce steak. No question. Probably a couple of pork chops. Do you ever get, like, starving when we're on the air in the morning? All the time. I am... Uh, Love the ba- I get the bagel run here. Love the bagel run. So do I. I'm but ravenous yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so Medvedev came back to win. How about that? He was down two sets. He yeah. wins. And uh, he advances to the title, the championship. You, you had that that just happened, and uh, Sinner beat Joker. And then we started the show with this. Apparently, there was a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with what happened with Belichick and the Falcons. Now, the one thing I will say is, is we're waiting on Paul Charchian. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be a little concerned if he wanted to get the band back together. And it sounds like maybe that was in play, yeah, yeah. which is McDaniels, Judge, and Patricia, which I, I, I that's... I'd have a hard time doing that considering now McDaniels is a good coordinator, but also what it looked like with Patricia and Judge in New England at the end. So here's what our plan is going to have to be. We need to re- we'll reach out to Drew Butler 
who hosts a radio show in Atlanta, has been on this show many, many times, uh, former kicker in the NFL and with uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. His co-host just tweeted out, he's got the entire story, unreal behind-the-scenes drama. So I can't wait to hear what that drama overall was in totality. Something with Rich McKay I would uh, yep. gather as well. Okay, here we go. Fantasy Football Weekly is the podcast. He's a Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. The website is guillotineleagues.com. Paul Charchian on the program today. What's up, dude? Good morning. Good morning. Great to hear from you guys. And we only get to do this two more times. It's a, it's kind of sad. It is. Every it is year depressing. around this time. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I've teased this now a couple of times today. I'm not going to make the audience wait any longer. I bet it. Um, you sent us some notes today saying it's your favorite play of the weekend. Tell us why you like Justice Hill running back for the Ravens to go go over his receiving yards prop, which is now 12 and a half. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nudged up just a little bit. You might be able to shop at about a, a yard lower. A couple of reasons I like Justice Hill. Uh, number one, in totality, I think he's just better than Gus Edwards. And Gus Edwards can't catch. He averages 0.7 receptions per game. And the guy who could catch in that backfield was Keaton Mitchell. Well, he's dead. So they're kind of making do with Hill, who's not a bad receiver. He runs triple the routes of Gus Edwards. And over the past month, Justice Hill averaging 33 receiving yards per game. So why are we talking about getting to 12 or 13 yards here? It's it's this feels like this is a big miss. The an opposing runner has hit 13 or more receiving yards against Kansas City, 10 of the past 11 games. And over those 11 games, 15 different guys have done it. Justice will be served. Justice Hill over 12 and a half receiving yards. How about the rushing? I like the rushing too. I don't like it as much as the passing, which is my favorite play of the week. But I like the rushing as well. So last week we saw that Hill can get a lot of playing time in this offense. And it wasn't all garbage time in the fourth quarter when the Ravens were all ahead. When it was still a two-score game, Justice Hill had 14 combined targets and uh, and rushes. And just the eye test, right? He's just so much more dynamic than Gus Edwards, who's just, you know, run forward for four yards, and that's all he brings to the table. Over the past five games, Justice Hill averaging five and a half yards per carry. Chiefs run defense playing better lately, but not nearly as good as their pass defense, and a run-heavy game plan is certainly possible here. Chiefs see a very healthy 26 rushes per game against. Ravens running backs averaging 21 carries. A lot of those 21 carries are going to go to Justice Hill, and all they need to be get over 33 and a half rushing yards. So that's a nice opportunity here. I like uh, I like Justice Hill to go over the rushing yards as well. By the way, that also ties into right the Chiefs having a really good secondary. They're difficult yes. to pass on in general, and that leads into the next prop that you like. Uh, it's it's heavily juiced, but tell us why you like Lamar Jackson under touchdowns. Yeah, and it's minus 180. So, look, totally understand if you, if there's just not enough return on this at minus 180. But seven straight quarterbacks have thrown zero or one touchdown against Kansas City, and 10 of the past 11 have thrown zero or one touchdown. So there's that. I mean, it, it feels a little bit like free money. Jackson had the fewest passes of any starting quarterback. He averages 29 passes per game and just 19 completions per game. That's not enough volume to make you feel very good about getting to two touchdowns. And Jackson had that huge game in week 17 where he had the five touchdowns and he salted away the MVP. But aside from that, he averaged 1.1 passing touchdowns per week. That's it. So I'm on Lamar Jackson here in the under one and a half passing touchdowns, but totally get it if the juice isn't there for you. All right. I love this Baltimore defense. We were kicking this around before you came on. I think they contained Pacheco. What say you? Yeah. 
I like Pacheco in this one. Um, I, I wish the offensive line was healthier. Uh, but his his to me, the numbers look very attainable. Over 14 and a half rushing attempts. And I also like over the 63 and a half rushing yards. Ravens have lost four games this year. They only got the four losses. Here's the common denominator in those four losses. 30 rushes on average and 123 rushing yards. I need half of those numbers for Isaiah Pacheco, who's the lead back for the Chiefs. So the game plan for Kansas City really should be from the ball. That's how you beat the Ravens. Ravens completely stymied uh, Devin Singletary last week, but he only got nine carries, and this is obviously a, a much better rushing team in totality. Over the past, the prior five games, before that Singletary game last week, the Ravens ranked 29th in rushing yards allowed, 30th in yards allowed, and giving up 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, since week 10, five different backs have topped 100 yards against uh, against Baltimore, and the Ravens are a really good pass defense. The path of least, least of resistance is on the ground. Let's let's not fight it. So he's averaging five yards per carry since the bye week, Pacheco. He's hot. He's running mad. I love it. I wish he were totally healthy. I wish his line were healthy. But I still think the lines are attainable here. Over 14 and a half attempts and 63 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I can't imagine how many times in the history of uh, Patrick Mahomes being in a spot like this, you could find three to one or better on him to throw for 300 yards. But that'll tell you about the matchup, right? And why you like Pacheco. Yeah. So having said that, then, um, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, uh, which guys do you think will be shut down by this Baltimore defense on Sunday? Boy, I'm so glad you, you raised those two names because it's going to be fascinating to see. We talked last week about Baltimore's star safety, Kyle Hamilton. He's the best coverage safety in the NFL. Let me give you some of the numbers. Pro football focuses, number two graded coverage safety. His average game allowed in his coverage this year for Kyle Hamilton, 15 yards and 0.06 touchdowns. That's it. He owned the position's best, lowest opposing passer rating, 46 on balls thrown in coverage on Kyle Hamilton. So now the question is, guys, does Kyle Hamilton, who covers the slot area broadly, is he going to be on Rishi Rice, who runs, who is the primary slot receiver, or is he going to be on Travis Kelsey or some hybrid of them? The Kelsey thing worries me. I almost think that Rishi Rice, where they are in their career arcs, Rishi Rice might almost be more dangerous. I'm and the and the Baltimore's done a good job against tight ends. I think he's going to be on Rishi Rice a you lot. Think so. I do. I, I do. You know, I wonder, as you're talking, I wonder if they have it in their heads like, look, as long as Kelsey doesn't beat us, he's the one guy. Because we can wake up on Monday morning, and if we lose to Rasheed Rice, we're okay with that. We're not going to be okay if it's Mahomes and Kelsey gutting us. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great talker because what they've done in the past, how they've deployed Kyle Hamilton in the past is if there's a good slot receiver, he's on the slot receiver. Okay. If there's not, then Kyle Hamilton goes to the tight end. And there's a good slot receiver. So I think past history suggests that it'll he'll be on Rice a lot. The under on Rice, he could lose this thing a few different ways, but that's one way for sure. Under 59 and a half yards is the most recent line I've seen. Um, you might be able to shop it a little bit differently. There's your angle on Rice. Who do you think wins the game? Havens. You think they cover? Unless the fix is in. I mean, if the fix is in, if the, NFL, the whole thing, if all of this is just, you know, a, a ridiculous exercise and it's really all about pleasing Pfizer and, and Taylor Swift and, Getting more eyeballs, then you know, then it's game over. <laughs> it's game over. Okay. You think they cover? Yeah. Um, 
They're laying that's three and a half ask. or four. That's that's a bigger ask. Yeah. yeah. I, I played Moneyline Raven. Charge, aren't they just simply uh, like a better team? And I want to almost say like much better yes. than the Chiefs? Much better. Look at the totality of the last two months. You know, the Chiefs have been losing yep. games they never should have lost. You're barely hanging in games. You know, while Baltimore's just salting away good teams. It's just Baltimore, in totality of the last two months, the best predictors of what we've got on the talent of these teams, Baltimore's way better. And by the way, better than, you know, better than the margin, uh, better than yep. the line as well. That's that's what I think as well. Okay, so we're going to continue with Hall of Famer, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, Paul Charchian. The podcast is called Fantasy Football Weekly. The website is guillotineleagues.com. We'll get his breakdown on what he likes in the other game, the Niners and the Lions. He does have an opinion on Christian McCaffrey in this game. Does he like him to kill it against the Lions, or is it the exact opposite? And let's get ahead of this by one week. Who does Charge like right now to win Super Bowl MVP? We'll ask him next on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. New customers bet $5 on any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app. Use code Vegas. We went through a ton of props earlier. An incredible menu. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas. The crown is yours. We continue. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer with uh, Fantasy Football Weekly. That's the podcast. Paul Charchin is our guest. We did the AFC game earlier. Here we go with the NFC title game. I think Samuel's going to play at this point, Charch. I, I don't know, like, what. I can't put a percentage on him, obviously. He might get nicked up right away and have to leave. Um, who would you like uh, in this spot if, like, he does have to leave the game or if he's not 100%, he's not going to be uh, so impactful against um, the Lions on Sunday night? Yeah, it's all about George Kittle here. Uh, Kittle is the guy that its offense runs through when Debo Samuel misses. Um, and, Sam, you're right. You know, Debo Samuel, they might put him on the field. 
and then just use him as a decoy as a possibility here. You know, the shoulder injuries is legit. It won't stop him from running routes. But if he's looking at like his first tackle is a dislocated shoulder, the decoy thing's in play. Let me tell you about George Kittle's six career games without Debo Samuel, because it's pretty amazing. His target share jumps up to 25%. His yards per game jump up to 91 yards per game for George Kittle. His line's currently sitting at 60 and a half, uh, the most recent number that I've looked at. Um, let me tell you about some recent tight end games. These are all very recent history against the Lions that are right in this ballpark of where Kittle's line is. Last week, Kate Otten, 65 yards. Uh, week 18, Johnny Munt, 58 yards. Uh, week 16, TJ Hawkinson, 59 yards. Week 14, Cole Komet, 66 yards. So uh, tight ends that by and large are not nearly as good as George Kittle been right around this 60-yard mark. And again, if it's with limited effectiveness with Samuel, I think George Kittle feels pretty promising here. Very good. Excellent breakdown. What does McCaffrey do then with rushing right. and receiving? And I was disappointed yeah. big time. Where were the dump-offs? Where was the screen game last yes. week against Green Bay? Isn't wasn't that something terrible? Um, listen, nobody wants to bet against Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, betting against Christian McCaffrey is the black hole of fun. You're watching the whole game, hoping he does nothing explosive. It's the true two broke girls of fun. But oh, we're gonna great, make it's our a great case show. Here. You're being way too hard on the show. Uh, no, no two <laughs> broke girls is about the, the the best thing you can say about that is it had the really loud sound uh, laugh track. Uh -huh. So that way I knew when and how hard I was supposed to laugh. Because without that, without that laugh track, who would have known? Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> been under his receiving line of 37 and a half receiving yards in three straight games and six of the past eight. And if you go back seven games, this is a long stretch. No back has topped this line against the Lions for receiving. Now, granted, Christian McCaffrey's the best back the Lions will face, the best receiving back. So still, but nobody's done it seven straight games. And over that span, the Lions giving up just 25 receiving yards per game to runners. So, well, I, I'm taking the under on McCaffrey, despite it's not very fun, but we're gonna we're here to cash. Uh, that person should be called Fun Poison, by the way. But <laughs> fun you, Poison. Yeah. Uh, do you also like him then to go under his rushing yards prop as well? Yeah, I did. originally I didn't think I was. And I'm like, no way am I betting against Christian McCaffrey two different ways in a game. But then I start getting into the numbers and the case is there. And I'll just let you guys decide if you want to place a bet that is really what Golden Corral is to dining. How many runners <laughs> this year, Mitch Pauly, have topped Christian McCaffrey's line? He needs 88 yards. How many runners have topped 88 yards against Detroit this year? Zero. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm going to say zero. zero. You're bringing it up for a reason here. Yep. Zero. You got it. For Christian McCaffrey to hit this over, he has to post the best game of any runner the, the Lions have faced all year. Now, granted, he's Christian McCaffrey. He is the best runner. But get the margin. No back has come within 19 yards of this line. 19. So it's not like other runners are, are, are petering out right at like 87 yeah. yards. Nobody's getting close. The Ryan's ranked number one in rushing yards allowed, number three in yards allowed per carry, number two in rushes attempted. Teams have generally given up again on the run against them, although I think Shanahan will be more sticky with the run. The Lions allow just, on average, 59 and a half rushing yards per game to the running back position this year. There you go. I was making a case that Gibbs is the one guy that I like this week for the Lions. It is a gamble. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the overall game plan. You can run on the 49ers, 
But which mm-hmm. guy do you think you want to bet an over with with the lines this week? I'm going to go Laporta. Sam Laporta's receiving line is suspiciously low, 48 and a half. Um, you know, he seemed, he's healthy, got targeted 11 times last week. So no real hesitation on the lingering knee injury. And if we take out that game in which he suffered the knee injury and the game that he played after that, where he's clearly hobbling, he's dragging the one leg behind him. Um, he's been over his line, needs 49 yards, three of the past four games and seven of the past 11 games. And overall, you know, the 49ers are really good defense. But where are the 49ers middle of the pack? Against tight ends. They rank 14th in tight end yards allowed, 22nd in tight end receptions allowed. The Niners gave up 48 yards to tight uh, Niners give up exactly on the number 48 yards per game to tight ends on the season. So I think that's how the line got set at 48. But Laporte is way better than I don't know, 90% of the tight ends they've faced. So I'm a, I like the Laporta over here. He's healthy. They need him in this game. Um, their wide receivers are banged up. This is a nice opportunity for Laporta. All right. Yep. Excellent. Well, go ahead. Very good. Uh, so we have a lot to throw at you here too, as well. And you guys have been in the news lately. Speaking of a minute, what do the Vikings do? at quarterback, and I see you're always active on Twitter, why is the fan base split on Kirk Cousins? Well, there's no easy answer for the Vikings picking at at pick 11 of the draft. There's not an easy answer of what they need to do. Kirk Cousins is going to be extremely well paid. In free agency, there's Kirk Cousins, there's Baker Mayfield, and there's no help. That's it. And there's a pretty big margin between Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins, I think, in the estimation of most. He's going to be expensive. There are a lot of teams that need somebody like Kirk Cousins. And there will be there will be a there will be a bidding war to get his services among teams like, you know, the Falcons come to mind, uh, the Steelers come to mind, uh, Denver, Seattle, Tampa, uh, you know, and and then the Vikings might try to sign him too. The price is going to be high on Cousins. So they can't necessarily draft a sure thing blue chip guy, and they can't necessarily sign Cousins to the money that he needs when they also need to sign Justin Jefferson, Daniel Hunter, and many others. Would you bet on the yes or the no that Cousins will be back with the Vikings next year? I'm pretty strongly no. Okay. I think uh, I, I I believe the re- I think the reboot's coming. I think the Vikings look at look at where the rest of the teams are in the division. The Vikings look do not look like they're going to be competitive even with Kirk Cousins. So I think they're going to tear the Band-Aid off and they're going to f- somehow reboot that position either with one of the not three big uh, quarterbacks in this draft. Maybe they go second or third round on the position. Maybe they big, make a big splashy move to the top of the draft. Yeah, it seems so. to me like uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be a big fan of that then. I don't, Justin Jefferson wants Kirk to be there. Yeah. All right. Um, what is your angle here getting ahead of this by at least one week now? Super Bowl MVP, who do you want to look at? 10 of the last 14 MVPs are quarterbacks. So if you're going to play a quarterback, you only get two to one on, on Lamar Jackson, three to one on Purdy, four to one on Patrick Mahomes, which is a little bit interesting. And if you do believe the fix is in that, you know, Pfizer and Travis Kelsey and Taylor, so all that, then go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes. But I'm going to take the longest odds quarterback, and that's Jared Goff, nine to one. Uh, I think the Lions have a very good chance of winning this game. And you can tell from you can tell from the direction that I've gone. Three of my four prop bets were against San Francisco here. Mm-hmm. So um, you could play that. But let me give you the other play I love and the one I'm really interested in because we all love long odds, right? If it's going to be a non-quarterback, that four out of 14, I mentioned 10 of the 14 are quarterback, who else could win it? Well, you got to be a splashy player who can make highlight plays and roll up like 150 yards rushing or receiving, right? Who? So who fits the bill as an explosive highlight maker who could sit on and put, putting together a big game? Jameer Gibbs fits the criteria. Jameer Gibbs right now at DraftKings 80 to 1 
at FanDuel 125 to 1 to win MVP on Jameer Gibbs. If they played this thing 125 times, he's going to win it a lot more than, than one time. And here's the beauty of it. Whether it's the Chiefs or the Ravens, both of those teams way better against the pass than they are against the run. They both have deficiencies against the run. Mm. Now, running back hasn't won it since Terrell Davis. It's still a long shot. But at 80 to 1 or 125 to 1, those are those are the kind of odds that represent the reality of this. And Jameer Gibbs is the highlight machine that could do it. I thought you were going to say Debo. He kind of fits that bill, and he's 50 to 1. Does. He but does. if you like the Lions, mm-hmm. then huh. So seven and a half, too many points then in your opinion. Correct. Yeah. All right. Yep. And what? I'd consider money line. You would. So you're th- you're thinking that when you're on to preview the Super Bowl with us in ten days or whenever that's going to be, you think it's gonna be the Lions and the Ravens? I think there's a coin flips chance it's the Lions. I like the Ra- you know, Ravens, I'm in. I'm in on Ravens pretty, you know, pretty strongly. Uh, but I, I think there's a coin flips chance, which is not where the line is set, that this yeah. thing's going to be lines. All right, pal. Yeah. You can follow him on X. He's at Paul Charchian. Uh, the podcast is called Fantasy Football Weekly. Thanks so much for the time as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll talk in two weeks. You got there it. you go. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Great stuff from Charch. We'll go from player props to more analysis on the game, sides, totals. Adam Chernoff joins the program coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.